listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Are you ready to witness greatness? Football fans, welcome to the biggest tailgate party in the nation. Different day, same recipe. Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. We're setting you up with the information you need to watch your team win. Let's go! We're here to break it all down. Let's go, let's go. This is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM. Now... We're live from your tailgate. Here's Brian No, former Penn State All-American Rich Ornberger, and FSR betting analyst Jared Smith. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your Saturday morning as we inch closer and closer to Super Bowl 57. Raring to go over here. A lot of NBA trade deadline news, and then it's like, oh, yeah, that's the Super Bowl. Almost here. Almost time for that big game, finally. How are you gents doing today? I'm starting to become a pig and ball slop over here. How about you guys? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm pumped up. I'm excited. I'm feeling, uh, I'm almost feeling misty-eyed that the football season oh. is cruising to a halt here because I've had so much fun with you guys talking ball week after week. And then the other side of it is these storylines. I mean, they're consistently getting better in the NFL. You just mentioned the trade deadline in the NBA. Pop your popcorn every single year because there will be just momentous changes that could um, that could either crumble your hopes and faith in your team or give you new life. You know, that's what the trade deadline is all about in the NBA. And the NFL has seen what the NBA has done around the trade deadline for years and years and years. And they went, you know what, we want to do that too. We we want to we want to put our star players on the move too, you know, and and maybe it's not the NFL, right? The NFL is probably too global of a term, because the NFL represents thirty two ownership groups. It's really the players. They've noticed what the players in the NBA have done for many many years, and the strength of their union and all the things that come with that. And so as a result, you just get better storylines. So if there's one thing I'm going to miss the most is waking up in the morning and having no idea what somebody's going to say or do that's going to completely shift the landscape of the sport as we talk about it on a daily basis. Yeah, it continues to grow. And I think this show and, and all the other shows that, that kind of cover the different angles of football, it, it's such a big industry now that there's shows for all types of things, including gambling, which is obviously what we love to do. I, I'm nostalgic too this week. The first week after the championship games, you almost just take your breath because it's 20 consecutive weeks and then you get a little bit of a gap. And now this week you do start to feel those, you know, game week vibes. Right. Um, But I, when I got back from, from Phoenix yesterday, guys, I had a very special delivery waiting for me. Um, Roger, while I was away, delivered the Super Bowl script to me directly um, to my apartment here in Vegas. So I have it. I'm ready. I have everything that's going to happen on Sunday and obviously going to share it with you fine folks here today so we can make some money off it, right? That's great. That's great. We always love when you share the NFL script with us. That's awesome. <laughs> Let's start with the, uh, the QB matchup here because there are a lot of angles to go and we'll go through most of them on the show today. But if you start with Mahomes and Jalen Hurts and just a note on each of them, if you look at Mahomes, he wins his second NFL MVP award. 
So it was just voted on. It was unveiled at NFL Honors on Thursday night. He received 48 of the 50 first place votes. And interestingly enough, Jalen Hurts got one of the other votes and Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, got the other vote. But Mahomes gets his second MVP. We all know about his credentials. On the other side, Jalen Hurts. I ran across an interesting quote from Bruce Feldman. Covers college football. He's done it for a long time. He had a a column on The Athletic. And he was talking about covering Jalen Hurts once he transferred from Alabama to Oklahoma. And he said, Hurts was different. He seemed to be a lot older than all the other college stars. Some Heisman hopefuls are going on, are, are like 21 going on 25. Hertz was 21 going on Saban. I love that line so much, talking about the maturity of Jalen Hurts, and we saw it when he was benched for Tua Tungavailoa in the national championship game against Georgia. Hertz was benched at halftime. Could not have been more gracious, more... Like, happy for two. Like, I'm, I'm so glad he came in and saved the day. And it really spoke to his maturity. I'm so curious how each quarterback performs tomorrow. And my big question is, how much is Hurts going to have to do? Because he hasn't had to do a whole lot in the previous two playoff wins against the Giants and the 49ers, respectively, because you have to always throw that in there. How much will he have to do against the Chiefs for the Eagles to win? That's a huge question in this game. Well, I'm not disagreeing with you um, because it, he, he did less than he had in the regular season, but he still did a lot because Jalen Hurts is so heavily relied on um, to make this whole thing go for the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, if you look at the Eagles, the success they've had in the run game is largely predicated around the success that Jalen Hurts has had as a rushing quarterback or as a potential run threat, even in the passing game, when you have a dual option. And the RPO is something that people talk about all the time. Oh, RPO, RPO, RPO. You, you don't see it a ton in the NFL. You see it some, you see more than you used to, but you don't see it at the clip that the Philadelphia Eagles are running at it. They, they've ran 185 plays of the RPO during this season. That's league leading. And so when you look at how important he is, not just in the passing game, but in the total offense of this Philadelphia Eagles team, that's when you start to think to yourself, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those videos I remember from when he was at Oklahoma squatting 600 pounds – that's the reason why he's being used the way and utilized the way he's been in Nick Sirianni's offense. Because if you don't, then what's special about Jalen Hurts sort of starts falling by the wayside. He truly is a dual threat quarterback. You know, he truly is a guy who's going to, you know, make you have to be honest about protecting against the run, which opens up things for Smith down the sideline and Brown and Goddard over the middle of the field because you're sucking all of these defenders up closer and closer to the line of scrimmage. So, you know, we'll spend hours and hours and hours talking about the greatness of Patrick Mahomes, and we should because he's just one of the most sensational players we've ever seen play the game. Jalen Hurts is carrying this Philadelphia Eagles team on his back. I think the word that I'll use for him, I'm fascinated to see how much of a willing runner he is in this game because there's a chance that he might be the more banged up of the two quarterbacks. We don't really know the injury statuses of both Hurts and Mahomes. I think both guys have these kind of shrouds of mysteries around very key body parts, ankle and shoulder, and 
as evident as it was for Mahomes with the limp in the AFC Championship game, there were some moments I remember in the NFC Championship game where Jalen Hurts is running and he gets up and he just a little wins, just a little bit. And the willingness of him to be a runner, I think, is huge in this game because the read option, which is probably the toughest, when, when you have a willing quarterback runner, I think the read option with the pass threat off of it, which obviously the Eagles have, is probably the toughest thing to defend in the NFL today. You, we saw it with Lamar Jackson. They exploded. And that was his MVP year. And, you know, they, they've kind of adjusted to it a little bit. I don't think he's as good of a thrower as, as Jalen. And I think Jalen, since the shoulder injury, the throwing element to his game has also been a little bit less than what we expect of an MVP caliber quarterback to be. Um, the numbers are weird. He actually hasn't had a really uh, successful time throwing it to the right since the shoulder injury too, which is that's his, that's his arm side. So there's some things in this game I think physically I'm worried about with Jalen. Mentally, obviously, it's his first Super Bowl. It's Nick Sirianni's first Super Bowl. How does he handle those emotions, those butterflies that will inevitably be there before kickoff? But I, I think with Jalen, it's, it's how willing of a runner he is and how aggressive Nick Sirianni is with calling those, those read option plays because I think that's, that's going to put the, the, the Chiefs defense in a, in, a, in a bind if he is able to pull it and, and be the runner. Yeah, that's the question. Is I think for both quarterbacks, how effective will they be running yeah. the football? Right, because you laid it out very well, Jared. The shoulder injury with Jalen Hurts. I think it's go for broke time uh, for Jalen Hurts in terms of running the football. For Mahomes, how much did uh, the two weeks help his ankle out? And how much more effective is he running the ball? Because we know in a matchup like this, if Mahomes is 100% against a really good pass rush, he's a threat running the ball. And he's done that routinely in big games. But I don't know that you're going to see that same Mahomes uh, tomorrow not being 100%. The other thing is, when you look at Jalen Hurts throwing the football, in the playoff wins, he hasn't had to do a whole lot. He had 121 passing yards against the 49ers, which, don't get me wrong, I'm not calling him out for it. That's exactly what he should have had, the way the game played out. So I, I think that in some people's minds, they're, they're selling him short a little bit because we haven't seen him had those big playoff performances. We haven't had to. They blew out the Giants. They blew out the 49ers. It doesn't mean he can't do it against the Chiefs. And if you look at the Chiefs' pass defense, one of the worst in football. One of the worst mm. toward the bottom in the NFL. So styles make fights. And I think that there is an argument because you have seen at times, even though Hertz hasn't had to do a whole lot in these playoff wins, when he's had an opportunity, sometimes he's missed. A.J. Brown was wide open for a big gain against the 49ers, and he sailed it. He overthrew the guy. So I get that there's some, especially when the other quarterback is Mahomes, there's like, eh, hurts, I don't know. But against the Chiefs' pass defense, in a close game, which should be, he's going to have to do a lot more, and I think he's capable of it. We just have to see if he can do it. Yeah, by contrast, Patrick Mahomes threw for 326 against the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC Championship game. You combine the two playoff games for Hurts, he's only thrown for 275 yards. So it, it goes to show you just how reliant the Chiefs were on Patrick Mahomes to get them to the big dance. And, and maybe from a, just a passing standpoint, 
um, the fact that the the Philadelphia Eagles, and some of it was circumstantial. Hassan Reddick knocked out Brock Purdy. Uh, Josh Johnson gets knocked out during the game. Purdy goes back out onto the field in the NFC Championship game with a noodle for an arm. He couldn't even complete a pass beyond five yards of the line of scrimmage. So the Philadelphia defense or uh, didn't have to worry about about the deep threat at all. But it is it is what it is. You know, the numbers don't lie. When you look at passers in the NFL, Mahomes the type of quarterback who if the Chiefs are down 10 in the fourth quarter, the game is far from over. The Philadelphia Eagles have spent more time leading in terms of score during the course of their season than any other team in the NFL. They've spent more time with a lead than any other team. And so we haven't had too many of those spectacular Mahomes moments for Jalen Hurts this season, and for good reason, because they've been playing with a comfortable lead. So you can lean on the run game. You can lean on your, your, uh, your rushing offense in order to get Ws. And I'm very curious, right? You know, if, if we took a poll right now on this show, if the Philadelphia Eagles are trailing by 10, what, what level of faith do you guys have? Mm in the Eagles to win that football game versus if the Chiefs are trailing by 10, how, how much faith do you have that they could potentially win that game? And, and sometimes those, those disparities determine outcomes. I, I think it's a very simple answer to that question. Very little faith. And I think it's because of who Mahomes is and his reputation compared to what Jalen Hurts' reputation right now is. And the numbers back up a very strong view the lens of Jalen Hurts is if the game script does not trend positive the Eagles struggle when the Eagles have a 50 percent or less win probability in the game Jalen Hurts's efficiency numbers drop off a cliff it just and a lot of that is correlated if they have a high win probability obviously they're playing well so the efficiency numbers would naturally be higher in those scenarios but unlike Mahomes, who seems to rise to the occasion, we haven't seen that with Jalen Hurts. It's been when things are rolling, the running game is rolling, it's easy. I can make the one read. It's a paint-by-numbers offense with this Eagles offense. It's very much one read, get it out, move the football, run the ball. You've got your playmakers. Get it to them quickly and efficiently. Haven't seen a lot of big-time throws, a lot of deep throws since the injury. That's been the one thing I've noticed has dropped off dramatically as well. The number of scrambles has dropped off dramatically. Again, I unlike Mahomes, who we have seen him raise his game when the times are toughest and the adversity is coming, we have not seen that with Jalen Hurts. When the adversity has come, it hasn't come a lot, but when it has come, it, he hasn't handled it well. And I think that's the issue that I have with, with backing the Eagles in this game is I don't see this being a blowout like the first two games were. It's natural that this is going to be a close game. At some point, the Eagles are probably going to be behind. Maybe they're behind by two scores. That's where Jalen Hurts, I think, struggles. And I don't think the maturity and just the experience, I'm not saying that he's immature, but comparatively speaking to Patrick Mahomes, you're never going to be more clutch than he is, not at this stage of his career. So I just I, I think that's where I struggle a lot with the Eagles is we're 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 I think this is gonna be a close game. And if it is, that's where Philly has kind of struggled a little bit to be efficient with the football, Jalen Hurts especially. You know, I want you to set your uh, Casio watches, your uh, Rolexes, <laughs> whatever uh 
about an hour from now, the top of next hour, I'll give you a few reasons why I have more faith in Jalen Hurts than I think the general public would. Okay. I'm not going to say more than Mahomes, but did you more get a than different the general script public. than me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I don't have that. Hey, be sure to check out the new look and features in the BetMGM app. It's fast and easy access to the sports you love, whether it's live betting, the daily Lions boost, or the cash out feature. And new users can use the code COUNTDOWN for a special offer. That's code COUNTDOWN in the BetMGM app. We are off and running here, baby. We got Rich Ornberger, Penn State All-American. Got Jared Smith, FSR betting analyst. I'm Brian No. Coming up next... There's a Super Bowl trend that is really hard to believe. We'll lay that out for you right around the corner. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Welcome to the biggest tailgate party in the nation. You're locked into Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Touchdown! And it's presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, Rich Hornberger, and Jared Smith. Welcome back to Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. New users, download the BetMGM app today and use code COUNTDOWN for a special offer. That's code COUNTDOWN in the BetMGM app. Okay, so there is a wild Super Bowl trend over here. We'll see if it continues in Super Bowl 57 tomorrow, but... Of the last 21 Super Bowls, the opening kickoff has not been a touchback. Mm. So, like, 18 of the last 21 Super Bowls, it has not been a touchback, which blows my mind. We see touchbacks routinely in the NFL. Of course, they moved up the kickoff line to the 35-yard line, so a lot of kickers just booted straight out of the end zone. And uh, that hasn't been the case for the opening kickoff. Now... The, the footballs that they use at the very beginning, Pat McAfee laid this out on his radio show a couple of years ago where they don't work in the footballs. Like normally the equipment guy will scuff it up pretty good, work it in, you can boot the heck out of that thing. These are sort of like commemorative footballs. They get hauled off straight to the Hall of Fame right after the opening kickoff. And so it's like kicking plastic. <laughs> they don't travel as far. I find that to be really interesting. Also take this. For what it's worth, Harrison Butker, he's the Chiefs kicker. He and Jake Elliott, the Eagles kicker, their touchback rate is about 65%. But Butker in the uh, the Super Bowl before when he kicked off, I can't remember if it was, uh, I don't know if he was the kicker for both Super Bowls. I'll have to go back and look, but at least against either the, the Bucks or the Niners, his initial kickback was returned. Even though he's normally a touchback guy, his initial kickoff was returned. So you're getting plus money for no touchback at plus 130. Inviting. An inviting possibility right there if you think about dabbling. I think it's really cool. Um, So one of the things that players know, because we'll spend a lot of time with equipment managers, those dudes are pretty cool. They also hook you up with your gear. Uh, So you spend a lot of time with those those guys, you know, getting – you know, getting your your T-shirts, your shorts laundered, new cleats, new helmets, whatever your issue is, you know, mainly it's equipment, you'll go and see those guys, you know. And, um, and, and so, and, and by the way, the equipment room in the NFL looks like 
I, the, it, it, I mean, it's just like a, a toy store. You know what I mean? You walk back there and like you just wander through these aisles of cleats that have been shipped in from the, you know, the, the various sports manufacturers, whether it be, you know, at, at the time I was playing, Reebok was still big involved, but Under Armour, Nike or whoever, Jordan brand, like they will have all those cleats and hey, try these on, try these on. These are the new ones. Here's the gloves. Here's the stuff. You know, here's the hats, you know, whatever it is. Anyways, those guys will sit down with a football and will work on a quarterback's footballs for hours. That's not that's not an overstatement. Like you will have and and it'll be one guy usually in the equipment room trained to do it the way the starting starting quarterback likes it done. And so it's this whole process. It's first it's taking off that shiny veneer like cherry red uh, polished layer of the ball and getting down to the raw leather and then working mud, like legitimate, real mud into the ball. They'll buy mud and, and it'll come in a can and they'll moisten it and they'll wipe it all over the ball several times. And they're just trying to create friction, basically. So when you've got a ball in your hands, it's not going to slip out on you during a rain game. It's not going to slip out on you if you get sweaty. You know, so it's just as important for kickers, though. You'll see kickers do this thing where they'll, the points of the ball, right, they'll take their knee and they'll kneel down on the ball. Yeah. What, what they're trying to do is create a bigger sweet spot in the ball. Right. So just like, you know, you hear a batter in in baseball talk about the sweet spot of the bat where you have this this spot in the bat where you get the most pop. Well, that's the same thing for a kicker. They're trying to increase their odds of hitting the sweet spot in the ball by making the, the center of the ball fatter. And so the same way uh, an equipment manager will work a ball out for a quarterback, the kickers, the punters, they'll do the same. So it's an odd stat. But, Brian, you bring up a great point. I mean, key on that stat because you could make some cash that way. I, uh, I the twelve year old in me had to I had to fight back like giggling during that segment, Rich. Just it, it was I just the idea of a equipment manager working. They, the quarterback quarterbacks balls. like their balls. They like them roughed <laughs> up in a certain way. They like mud on their balls. They always have. <laughs> I've literally that for years. I was trying so if hard. You've been buddy, around the game, so right. you know quarterbacks love some <laughs> muddy balls. <laughs> Oh man, but you're so right because there's there's such a and it goes I don't want to bring up the deflate gate stuff, but it kind of is in that vein where the quarterbacks they like their balls in a certain way and they want them to be so yeah, <laughs> to me those balls are perfect. When you, <laughs> see when you hear when you listen to it coming out of someone else's mouth, it's hard to not laugh, right? To me I wish those you balls are laughed. perfect. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, where, where 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 were we? Um, yes, uh, I looked it up, Brian, during during that little ball, uh, you know, vibe there. That uh, it, it was Butker, but it was actually it, Butker was the kicker for the Chiefs both Super Bowls. But it was actually the Niners that kicked off in. in oh, that first okay. Super well, that makes sense. And, yeah. and that was both of those were returned last year. Was the touchback? Um, it was McPherson did did That's kick right. off through the end zone, and it was yep. a touchback last year. So, yeah, it. I, I think the if you want to get into the mental dynamics of it, 
it's the freaking Super Bowl. I want to return this kick. Like, I want to be the Devin Hester and, you know, whoever's back there. I don't know whichever return guy will be. But there's a bit of a, you know, a, a bravosi to it as well. You know, maybe a little bit of, of, of false bravosi. But I, I do think you, you want to see guys take it out and, 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 and run. You know, you want plays in the Super Bowl. You, you want as many opportunities as possible to showcase your talent. And I, I do think it, as long as it's not through the end zone, like if it's eight, I think Devin Hester said once, even if it's nine yards deep, I'm bringing it out. Um, and I, I think that's kind of the attitude that a lot of these guys probably will have in that moment. Um, but man, that's a tough, the reason that I struggle with the, like the instant, I mean, they're really fun and I love, don't let me stop you from betting the coin toss and the stuff that's like instant gratification, touchback, that kind of stuff. But I feel so cheated afterwards. It's it's like the game just started and the bet's already over. It's it's, it's a very, it's a weird, it's a weird feeling. But um, if I were to bet that market, absolutely, I would say the no touchback. What's so interesting to me is some of the stuff I don't think about beforehand. Like I knew if you if you get a new football, I've gotten a new like NFL football over the years. It'd be like a, a Christmas present or a, like I, I just want a football this year, or a birthday present. And it is. It's slick. It's super yeah. slick and it's hard to to grasp and just throw it. It's just it needs to be roughed up a little bit. I know that from throwing the ball. I didn't know it had an effect on kicking it. Yeah. I, I just don't you don't kick the ball around as much as you throw it. And so I find that to be really interesting. And I never really thought about this either. You think about the Super Bowl last year being in L.A., and you always hear like a fast track. That's more of the field turf, you know, close to AstroTurf. Not quite, but it's closer to AstroTurf than it is real grass, what you were on last year. And I wonder, because you always hear about a defensive line, they're faster when it's like, uh, you know, AstroTurf or whatever. I wonder for a kicker, does that help you get a little bit more torque when you boot the ball, like really, you're on natural, well, close to natural grass in the Super Bowl this time. I wonder if the surface has anything. Now we're getting ridiculous over here. Well, but let's go with this. 18 out of the last 21, no touchback. Odds are pretty good that there's not going to be a touchback. This time. <laughs> <laughs> the astro mechanics of yeah. kicking. And also, you got you to gotta remember, like, from the same point that you were making, Jared, the idea of, like, bravado and, yeah. like, really want to be the man in the moment. There's also that feeling, and I've felt this before in big games, and it's a weird feeling, man, where you kind of, you're so nervous that you're losing sensation to your extremities. I don't know if anybody's ever felt this. Like some people reported on their wedding day. Some people faint on their wedding day where like all of a sudden they're like, I lost my legs. Like I just, I can't feel my legs. Sometimes it's your feet. Like, yep. literally, like, not on your wedding day, but, oh. like, in sports, like, you're like, my feet, I don't quite know where my feet are. You got to regain them. It's crazy. It's really weird. It is. And so when you have a moment where, you know, something takes your breath away, you know, you're super scared or you're super nervous, your body goes into that fight or flight mode. And for the most part, as a football player, you're trained in these big moments and you've been through them before and, and you really do, you sort of just hone in on the task and you almost become the task. Like you just, you forget about yourself and you just like, all right, what do I got to get done on this play? But right before kickoff, like when you think about it, like the, what the kicker has to do is start the game. Nothing's happened yet. Like you got to go out there and 
kick yeah. this football to get this thing underway. That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of nerves. And the flash bulbs that go off, like we see from the aerial shots of every Super Bowl, I think some of some of that stat is the fact that these kickers are like, Oh my God, I can't feel my legs. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Smooth transition. Speaking of amazing. Too bad, uh, you know, slash redeem rewards doesn't apply, but amazing does apply to Isaac Lowe and Cron. I Lowe with the latest. I enjoyed your amazing conversation about balls. It was uh, highly intellectual, I felt. There we go. You're welcome. Enjoy it. You're welcome. Hey, I mean, that's what they play the Super Bowl with. I'm just saying. In the NBA on Friday night, the Dallas Mavericks won at Sacramento 122 to 114. Kyrie Irving 25 points and 10 assists. Mavericks 2 0 since acquiring Irving. Shea Gilgis Alexander tied a career high with 44 in Oklahoma City's 138-129 to win at Portland. Jimmy Butler, the game-winning dunk with .3 to play, giving Miami a 97-95 win over the Houston Rockets. Joel Embiid, 35 points and 11 rebounds in the Sixers' 119-108 to victory over the Knicks. And the Cleveland Cavaliers won at New Orleans 118-107. Donovan Mitchell scored 30. The Cavs on a five-game winning streak. The Washington Post reports that Sixers owner Josh Harris is a potential buyer for the Washington Washington Commanders and has visited the Commanders facility. In college hoops, finally, New Mexico State has suspended the season of its men's basketball team indefinitely due to allegations involving potential violations of university policy. Stadium reports the allegations involve players hazing a teammate on multiple occasions, leading to the filing of a police report. Fellas, back to you. Thank you, Ilo. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. You know, one of the most entertaining stories of the entire week was Roger Goodell. The NFL commissioner gave his state of the NFL union address, if you will, and he defended officiating. Officiating's been a big topic, was not pristine, shall we say, particularly in the AFC championship game between the Bengals and the Chiefs. A lot of missed calls. But Goodell said he doesn't think officiating in the NFL has ever been better, is what he said. I don't know about you guys. It's one thing to defend officiating. It's another thing to go to the lengths that Goodell went to. If you said something like, hey, look, I, it's a really tough job. I really appreciate what they've done. Sure, we look for ways to be more accurate. Stuff like that. Like, kind of had their back, but not, not their, his arm around their shoulder. I don't think it's ever been better. How could you say that with a straight face when the last football game we saw had multiple blown calls? That's just a joke to make a statement like that. I I wish that this statement went like this. We are completely aware of some of the the bigger errors that the officiating staffs have made over the past few consequential games in the NFL, especially in this postseason, and we're efforting to fix those issues. I wish that was the statement. I, I mean, one sentence, and you will appease the entirety of the fan base, whether it's true or not. <laughs> I mean, like, to, to, like, for example, when you're married and your wife brings a problem to your attention, doesn't matter what it is doesn't matter what it is. What she wants to know is that you are going to at very least try to make a change, right? 
doesn't matter what it is. Don't ignore or completely obfuscate uh, responsibility by saying, oh, nothing to see here, hon. You're crazy. I'm perfect. <laughs> that works. Never. So, like, the fact that Roger Goodell was like, listen, listen, everybody, uh, thank you for your comments, uh, but we're great. And moving on. Like, what are we doing? That was ridiculous. Yeah, there's a term for this in uh, the relationship world, and I've been, I've unfortunately experienced it many times in my past while I'm still single. It's called gaslighting. <laughs> it's a pretty common phrase. I'm not of, crazy. You're crazy. Yeah. It, 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 it's basically saying, I'm sorry you feel that way instead of, I'm sorry for the refereeing being so bad. Yeah. I'm sorry you feel that the refereeing is bad, but we don't have a problem. Um, yeah. I, unfortunately, it's just par for the course with Roger. I, I think he's so living in this fantasy land of what the NFL really is compared to how the average human being, let's be honest, Roger Goodell makes tens of millions of dollars. He is not the average fan watching the games every week. He views it through very rose colored glasses through the lens of his business, his, his life. And I guess he just doesn't watch the same games that we do. That's the only explanation that I have for him saying that. Is he because there have been multiple occasions this year where the league has come out and said, "Yeah, we screwed that up," mm-hmm. and for him just to completely gloss over that and to make it seem like all's hunky. You know what it reminded me of the scene in Naked Gun with Leslie Nielsen when like everything's blowing up behind him. He's like, mm-hmm. "Nope, nothing to see here. Everything's okay." <laughs> um, that's what it reminded me of. It was just it was delusional. I I, I don't it, gaslighting is really the, the 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 nicest way of putting it. It reminds me of Star Wars. I think he just tries to pull a Jedi mind trick from time to time. I really do. Where he's like, These are not the droids you're looking for. Yeah, and he expects fans to be like, you know what? I think he's right. I don't think it's ever been better. We're like, no, dude. Are you serious? We just saw all those blown calls. What are you talking about here? I I think Adele thinks he's a Jedi master, and he's not. He's not. He's not. But Rich working in obfuscating. Yeah. Kudos to you. I can't just gloss over that. That is well, that's high brow over there. I, well, I appreciate it. I, you know, I, I, I try to give my football commentary with a side of mirth. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's oh. another one. Listen, here's, here's the reality of officiating in the NFL is this is going, only going to be more important because of shows like ours. Like, yeah. Think about what has changed over the past five years in football. Well, you could say a lot and you wouldn't be wrong, but specifically sports betting. Sports betting has exploded. State to state, it's being legalized. We have apps now, gaming apps, where I can open my phone and I could, I could leverage serious amounts of money on any given play, yep. any given game. So when the stakes get, get, get lifted to the extent that they are on a daily basis for many of your fans, officiating has never been more important. I think the fix to this problem is make that job one of the most sought-after jobs in the country. Yeah. Make officiating in the NFL one of those jobs where you are a millionaire as soon as you sign up for the job. I want 
I want lines of referees. I want people excited to go out and umpire, you know, their kids' little league game because maybe one day they can get to the major leagues. I want people lined up to be on the Pee Wee football field, uh, throwing yellow flags and getting getting better at it so they can, they can work their way up through the Big Ten and maybe one day make it to the pros. I I want this to be one of the most sought after jobs that they actually have refereeing colleges. You know, I yeah, wow. I, I want that that's that's what needs to happen in order for this to get better because right now it's really bad well i'll just say super fast is there's a reason the saying is bigger faster stronger and not smaller slower (laughs) or like you know what i mean like yeah (laughs) Yeah. like blinder (laughs) it's just such things are happening so fast and i'm with you rich that's a good idea but my thing is things are happening so fast and they're only going to be faster you're going to miss stuff you need eyes in the sky. You need a sky judge. They're dabbling with this video assist, you yeah. know? I, I think they just need to take... It's worked well at times this it year. It has worked well at times, but I think they need to take another giant step in that direction yeah. to just fix the egregiously missed calls. I'm not expecting every call to be well, like corrected. Devontae Smith's forever. That, yeah, that's, but that's, that's the one that That's got to be corrected. It yeah. Has to be. Absolutely has to be. Hey, we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. All right, we've got Rich Ornberger, Penn State All-American. We've got Jared Smith, FSR betting analyst. I'm Brian No. Coming up next, let's get weird. I did not foresee oh, yes, this combination. Yes, yes. Before the show began, but here we are. We'll lay it out for you right around the corner. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. These aren't the droids you're looking for. These aren't the droids we're looking for. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington. TJ Hushmanzada and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. Touchdown! Kickoffs are coming soon, and we're leading you up to them. This is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, Rich Ornberger, and Jared Smith. Are you kidding me? It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. No time to waste. Let's dive right in. Check this out. Parlay Platter. Ah, yes, our Parlay Platter is brought to you by BetMGM. Earn a $50 bonus by signing into BetMGM and clicking on Refer a Friend to invite a friend. And in just a few simple steps, both you and your friend will receive a $50 bonus. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, the king of parlays. Okay, Jared Smith, you're getting all sorts of rambunctious here on Super Bowl Eve. What do you see in your Parlay Platter here? Well, last week we gave a more conservative parlay. 
was three legs. It was kind of just random bets that I liked, and you kind of mushed them all together into a four-to-one parlay. This time, we're getting nuts. We're throwing, and I do this every Super Bowl. This is, if you were going to bet the two parlays, I would put significantly less on this one because it is a massive long shot. But it's all touchdown scorers, and two guys that you probably would expect and, and, you know, I think are decent bets to score in this game, and then one guy that's completely off the beaten path that if it hits... Um, Pacheco and Sanders. Again, those are kind of the two studs, I would say, on these rosters with the running game. Um, I know Kenneth Gainwell's gotten a lot of love over the last week or so, and rightfully so. We talked about him last week. He's been fantastic. But I think in tight games, I think you're going to see a little bit more of Sanders, and that's why I would lean on him uh, uh, in the running game for the touchdown prop. And then Pacheco, again, in the, in the red zone, the Eagles defense actually – Running wise is a little bit worse than than they are, you know, comparatively speaking, for the full, uh, you know, field. So I, I would put Pacheco and Sanders in there. And here's the here's the crazy one, guys. This is the sprinkle sprinkle on the nut job one. Justin Watson returning from his health scare. He had a bit of a sickness last week. Didn't play there two weeks ago in the AFC Championship game. And the Chiefs run a lot of 13 personnel. And I think that's the personnel we're going to see a lot of in this game. That's one running back, one receiver, three tight ends. With Watson back in the mix, I think you see a lot more 13 personnel in this game. And I think Watson gets a look near the goal line. And, I mean, this is 45 to 1. 100 bones wins 4,500. What do we think? Justin Watson, Pacheco, and Miles Sanders touchdown. It's like definitely a long, a long shot. It's definitely <laughs> a long shot. <laughs> but, but I like your reasoning. You have two... You know, like two running backs that could yeah. very well score in Pacheco sure. and Miles Sanders. And if Justin Watson just bolt a lightning, like there where did go. this guy come from? Yeah, I like yeah. that. That's how we – I mean, and have some fun with these guys. Have some fun. Pick some players that you don't think are going to score, and you never know. Crazy stuff yeah, happens. Yeah, these anytime TD uh, props, I'm liking them more and more as weeks go by because you can sort of hone in on the players you think are going to get the most action down near the goal line, especially yeah. in a big game, because you're going to want to take away the main threats for these quarterbacks. And you went off the beaten path, my friend. You do. That, Watson be- by himself is, is like 20 to 1. So Rich brought this up. Down by 10 points, which QB do you trust more? I think it's closer than you might think. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome in here. Happy Saturday morning to you. Super Bowl 57 right around the corner. We are goodness. Kickoff's about 6.30 Eastern time, 8. Eight plus, so we're about 32 and a half hours away. There you go. There's your official countdown. 32 and a half hours away. We are inching closer and closer over here. Now, Rich Ornberger, he does have a shaved clavicle. I do. And he comes up with uh, brilliant questions from time to time, you know? (laughs) And he came up with one in the first hour here. He said, down by 10 points. This is a good way to to really gauge how you truly feel about something, you know? And he said, down by 10 points, how do you feel about Patrick Mahomes? Down by 10 points, how do you feel about Jalen Hurts? And it's a good way to put it because it does really put you, your, I, I don't know what you could say, uh, your uh, trust. affinity for, yeah, your trust in Jalen Hurts. And uh, I look at it this way. I always go back to styles make fights. 
And if Mahomes is going up against the number one pass defense in football, the Eagles gave up the fewest passing yards in the entire NFL. That's really impressive when they're 14-3. and three. A lot of teams are trying to throw the ball against them when they're down late in games, yet they gave up the least amount of yardage through the air. If you look at the Chiefs, not the same situation. And that's why I think it's a lot closer than I would assume most people would think it is. I think a lot of would say, oh, Mahomes. Mahomes maybe by a country mile. And I don't think that's the case. If Mahomes is going up against the Chiefs' pass defense, okay. He's going up against the Eagles' pass defense. If Jalen Hurts is going up against his own pass defense, it's a different ballgame. He's going up against the Chiefs' pass defense. And when you look at the tail of the tape, it is much different. If you look at the Chiefs' um, passing completions, they allowed 20, they're 28th in the NFL. Passing touchdowns allowed, dead last. They allowed the most passing touchdowns in the entire NFL. So with Jalen Hurts specifically going up against the Chiefs' pass defense, yeah, I think it's a lot closer, the tail of the tape between Hurts and Mahomes, who you trust more down by 10. See, here's the interesting thing about the Philadelphia Eagles, and I don't oftentimes like to reference this, but it's worthwhile in a, in a vacuum, like when we're talking about one game. The Philadelphia Eagles have had success defending the pass, but then you go and you look at some of the teams and the quality of the passing offenses that they face this season during the regular season, and you realize the compilation of that season has benefit that benefited them greatly. I mean, the the NFC East in division, I mean, look, it, it is what it is. It's not it's not a terrible division, but you're going against the likes of Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke. You're going against the likes of Daniel Jones in division. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys definitely can pass the football around, but other teams included the Green Bay Packers, who had a rough year throwing the ball, the Tennessee Titans, who have Tannehill and Malik Will- Willis. I, I mean, there, there, there were a lot of examples of teams who've really struggled advancing the football in the pass game throughout the course of their regular season. And they had a great regular season. I want to take nothing away from, especially that front seven and the rush that they've put on a lot of these passers throughout the regular season. But that is a compilation. You know, so when when you go against a, a, a Kansas City, and this is the first time they face Kansas City this season, you have to you have to put it through the prism of like, Right. They've had success against a lot of these teams I just mentioned, but a lot of these teams aren't Kansas City and can't do what Patrick Mahomes can do. And so that's that one variable is super duper important. You know, as a matter of fact, they faced Daniel Jones three times this season, you know, if we're including postseason. So. I, it's it is what it is. You can only play who you can play. I'm not taking I'm not taking too much away from the Philadelphia Eagles defense, but I am putting in the caveat that you know they are going against a different breed, and and that word trust that that word trust is super important when you talk about quarterbacks because it is one of the most important um, analytical tools that we use when we look at any relationship you know I was just talking about marriage a minute ago with the idea about Roger Goodell's affinity for the officiating and you know you can't lie to your wife 
right? You can't hide from the truth. That's that's the reality of the situation with, with the fourth quarter down by 10 with Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. I want to say that I can trust Jalen Hurts in that situation. I want to because I like him a lot. I think he's got a great personality. I think he's a great leader. I think he's a great player. But I've seen Patrick Mahomes down by 10 in the fourth quarter and steam back and steal a game that they were supposed to lose. So I trust Patrick Mahomes more. Yeah. Uh, the Eagles have played the easiest schedule of opposing passing offenses this season. The easiest. No other defense has faced an easier schedule of passing offenses all season. Here are the quarterbacks that the Eagles defense has faced since Halloween. Josh Johnson, Brock Purdy, Daniel Jones, Davis Webb, Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, Daniel Jones, Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan, Taylor Heineke, Davis Mills, Kenny Pickett. Dak Prescott allowed 40 points, 347 passing yards. Aaron Rodgers, they allowed 33 points in that game. Those are the facts. You want to say that doesn't matter because they did this and that? That's fine. I just read you the list of quarterbacks the Eagles have faced since Halloween. And the two worst games they had defensively were against Dak Prescott and Aaron Rodgers. And guess what, guys? Patrick Mahomes is better than everybody on that list. And it ain't even close. Maybe it's close with Rodgers. That's the only one that it's probably close with. But... It's really not that close at this level, at this stage of their career. So that's the game within the game. How does Jonathan Gannon slow down? What is the best offense in the league? Efficiency-wise, you know, eye test-wise with Mahomes doing wow factor things. I don't know the answer to it. Here's what I can say. Last year, Jonathan Gannon almost lost his job after Derek Carr torched the Eagles for like 500 yards. So... I, I don't know why this year it's all of a sudden Jonathan Gannon's this, you know, this genius. Um, I think he is fortunate that Jalen Hurts is on a rookie deal and they were able to go out and sign a lot of really good defensive players and brought them into the mix and they've played really well. But I think when you get down to brass tacks, the names of, li- the names of quarterbacks I just read to you, they can't do nearly what Patrick can. So I, don't th- I, I think this is a very easy answer for me. It, down 10, Jalen Hurts is not the guy Patrick Mahomes is. And I, if the Eagles are down in this game whew, and the game script flips and they have to throw and you put them into obvious passing downs, mm, I, I, just, I don't see a path to victory for Philly if that's the game script. You know, I would like my nickname to be changed to Brian the Shovel No, because every now and then I got to dig deep Do for it. you two guys over here. You're just looking surface dig. level. Oh, let's look at the opposing quarterbacks. Let's look deeper than just the opposing quarterbacks over here. Let's look at the opposing pass catchers. Okay, this is important. Yeah. Look at who the Eagles have faced. They have faced some elite pass catchers. Justin Jefferson of the Vikings did nothing against the Eagles. That was early on, what was it, like week two, very beginning of the season. Kirk Cousins threw for a lot of yards. We wouldn't say that he's a top five guy, but he threw for a lot of yardage. Justin Jefferson did squat. There was a joke that Justin Jefferson did a good job covering Darius Slay (laughs) that that night. But look at the division. Look at C.D. Lamb. Who do the Chiefs have? To catch the ball. They have Travis Kelsey, who's elite, and they have a collection of just guys. Okay. Who do they have that's as good as CeeDee Lamb, the Cowboys receiver? No one. Who do they have as good as Terry McLaurin, the Washington receiver? No one. So, yeah, Mahomes is way better than that 
bad list of quarterbacks you rattled off there, Jared. It was just like, goodness, I'm going to have nightmares after hearing that list. But <laughs> We bet on a lot of those guys this year, so I'm going to have nightmares too. Right, yeah, yeah. but when you start looking at the, the pass catchers that didn't do great against Philly's defense, I think you got to take that into account. And I would also throw in, we've seen this time after time again in the Super Bowl, where a top offense gets shut down by a top defense. I don't know if the Eagles are going to do it to that degree, but we certainly have seen it. A couple examples, think about Super Bowl forty-two. The Patriots, an ungodly amount of team points, did nothing against the Giants and a great pass rush. Right? What do the Eagles have? Great pass rush. Think about Super Bowl 48. Broncos, most points in NFL history, did nothing against the Seahawks. Latest example, probably you go to Super Bowl 53. The Rams, they scored three points, three yep. against the Patriots. That so, is Jared Goff, though. Okay, all right, Patrick fine. Mahomes. But that's Peyton Manning, that is pretty good, and Tom Brady, who's the GOAT. And those guys did nothing in those respective Super Bowls that I rattled off there. So we're waxing poetic about Mahomes. Don't be shocked if he isn't as stellar as some people think he's going to be. Well, and I think that's a fair counterpoint. I really do. I I think game plan and the the commentary of styles make fights that you brought up earlier – are going to be hugely important when we look at you know the autopsy of this game on Monday. Uh, we're going to realize, like every Super Bowl, that the two weeks leading up to the game were almost as important as the entirety of the season, because you get to prepare for one team and one team alone. You know, you can fire all the rest of the shots left in the chamber because you're not saving anything on film for the next week. Well, you know, I, I mean, you just don't care. You don't. I mean, what are you hiding? What there is nowhere to hide. Uh, everything's going to be sanitized in the daylight of the bright lights of the Super Bowl come Sunday. So, yeah, yeah, man, I I'm with you. I'm not saying that Patrick Mahomes can't have an off night on Super Bowl 57. I'm not saying that Jalen Hurts won't play out of his shoes and cement his legacy as one of the next great players at the position, the most important position in sports. But if you go back and you look at history and you look at some of the names you mentioned, like the Peyton Mannings and the Tom Brady's, the reason why they're going to be in the Hall of Fame one day is because consistently in those big moments, they delivered. And that is the case with Patrick Mahomes already. So when I'm thinking fourth quarter down by 10, who do I trust more? It's it's not absurd to say, well, Patrick Mahomes, and it's not even close because we haven't yet seen Jalen Hurts do it. It doesn't mean he can't. And it doesn't mean that that Philadelphia defense isn't going to shut down Mahomes because that's a possibility too. But who do I trust more today? You know, September or stupid September. Today, February 11th of 2023, it is without a question uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes because he, I mean, how many times have we seen him in those types of situations? I I don't know. I I mean, the proof, the proof is already out there. We have, I'll say real fast before you go, Jared. No, you're good. We would have said the same thing about Super Bowl 42. Who do you trust more, Tom Brady or Eli freaking Manning. <laughs> exactly and right. And Eli's the guy leading the winning touchdown drive. You know, so it can work out that way. Yeah. It can. Yeah. And I, I agree that I think if the pass rush for Philly is gets home, 
then this is going to be a game that is going to be dominated defensively. And, and I'll be honest, I think we haven't talked about them once yet. It's been about an hour plus. I hope at some point we give them some flowers. I think the Chiefs defense deserves a little bit of love too. Steve Spagnuolo is about the coach in his fourth Super Bowl. And I think this Chiefs defense is playing a lot better than people think. And I think the story on Monday might be the Chiefs defense won them this game. Maybe not like MVP kind of performances, but certain plays throughout the game, the scheme being able to throw Jalen Hurts some some curveballs and getting Steve Spagnuolo's brain into what is a kind of a interesting um, you know secondary, very young secondary with some with some really good up and coming players and on the and then up up front I think defensively they they've got some dudes up front that can get after you too so I I think both defenses are going to have their say in this game it's just a matter of who makes the play at the time at the timely moment I just I don't know how we're having a conversation about who's the more clutch of these two quarterbacks though I I, I know that Jalen has had a great year but I, I think it I if this is a close game and it's a tight game back and forth and Mahomes has it last, I feel a lot differently than I would if Hurts has to make the throw to win them the game. I don't see that happening. To me, the game script for Philly has to be they have to have success running it, and they can because they've had success running it all year, and they do a great job running the ball, and the Chiefs at times have been susceptible to the run. So I could absolutely see... Jalen Hurts playing well because the running game is also working for him. But I don't – it has to – that's not mutually exclusive. Both of those things – I think the running game has to be good in order for Jalen Hurts to play well. With Mahomes, it doesn't matter. Running game, no running game. He, I think he is going to play well. And I think that's the difference uh, of how I feel about this specific matchup. It's Hurts needs the running game. He needs some extra help. I don't think Patrick Mahomes cares who his receivers are. I don't think it matters if he has a receiver as good as CeeDee Lamb. He'll hit the hot dog vendor guy if he's open. That's how good he is. Whereas Hurts, I think, needs everything else around him to be working well in order to have success. Man, I don't know. Uh, we're just going to view it differently. Um, I, I think, look, Mahomes has the credentials. We know all about that. But we also saw him get outplayed by Jimmy Garoppolo for three quarters in a Super Bowl matchup against the 49ers. So we're talking about a game. And as we know, anything can happen in a game. Over the course of Mahomes been at this for five years. He has been freaking tremendous. If you look over the course of the next, I don't know, what, three years as Jalen Hurts being a starting quarterback, is that going to rival what Mahomes has done his first five? No way. No chance. But it doesn't matter. It's just one game. You know, and I don't know why we're treating Jalen Hurts like he's some broken down misfit like no, I'm not C saying option that. or something. I'm not it's saying that. But when you compare even. him to Patrick Mahomes And listen <laughs> and listen, I you know, I, I hate to point this out, but this is a quarterback who in college was benched during a championship game. You know, I I, 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 I know that that is not who he is today. I mean, he is obviously a, a far cry from the player he was at Alabama, but it, it's it's interesting, man. Like, you know, there are certain mental obstacles that every player needs to get past over the course of their career, and there's no question in my mind that in his mind that'll come up either because interviewers will ask questions about it. Hey, last time you were in a game of this magnitude – X, Y, or Z happened. So, I mean, is that at all on your mind? Well, it wasn't until you asked me. You know, I mean, it's it's an, it's like a, it's a part of the history. So, you know, again, I 
you you mention it, and I think it's perfectly stated. You're right. Mahomes can be outdueled at times, and he was for three quarters in that Super Bowl that the Chiefs ended up winning, his only Super Bowl win so far. But in the fourth quarter, he showed up, mm-hmm. and that was the question. Who do you trust more in the fourth quarter? And there's no question in my mind I trust Patrick Mahomes more trailing in the fourth quarter than Jalen Hurts. Hey, and Jimmy Garoppolo didn't, right? Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. is the guy yeah. who overthrew Emmanuel Sanders. Maybe that's what age, uh, what happens with Jalen Hurts, who overthrew A.J. Brown the last time we saw them on the field. But I don't know, man. Against that specific defense, I give him more of a shot. If he is down, like a la Eli Manning, if he's down by four late, one final drive, yeah, I think Hurts, again, against that defense, can pull it off. I think he's capable. And uh, we he's got to. We'll, we'll, we'll settle on this. He has to for a lot of people to truly buy in on the guy. That's what he he has to. He has to play better than he did two weeks ago. That's for sure. And some numbers two weeks ago were very, very mediocre. And somebody get on the phone with David Tyree because (laughs) (laughs) someone put some bubble gum on on AJ Brown's helmet for crying out loud. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for things like free bets and risk-free tokens. They can also be converted to MGM rewards points that can be used towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts. We've got Rich Ornberger, Penn State All-American, Jared Smith, FSR, betting analyst. I'm Brian No, Coming up next, we got to talk about keys to the win. I know. Whenever I hear keys to the win... I, I picture like the protractor, you know, there's like a little compass on you somewhere. We're busting out bar graphs and pie charts and everything. But the biggest key to a win for each team, what would you say it is? We'll compare notes. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Welcome to the biggest tailgate party in the nation. You're locked into Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Touchdown! And it's presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, Rich Hornberger, and Jared Smith. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. So the biggest key for each team to win, this sounds like nerd talk, but I, I think it's good. And I'll make it simple for you guys because we got to get to Seamus McGee and see if he's got Sacred Heart or... Oh, I can't know. wait to hear what he's got. There's a bunch of college hoops going on today, yeah. man. We'll Woo! see what he's on. Fire. Um, I look at it this way. For the Chiefs, not the only key, but the biggest key to win, I think it's protect Mahomes. If you give Mahomes consistent time to do what he does he's eventually going to make plays. Like that's just he's too good not to. And I think on the counter to that, I think it's very similar for Philly, the biggest key to a win. Not the only but the biggest is put heat consistently on Mahomes. Let your pass rush eat if you get him off of his spot and he's compromised a little bit with that ankle, that is advantage Philly all across the board. So for the Chiefs, protect Mahomes. For Philly, put heat on 15. I think it's that simple. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't get to Patrick Mahomes, you're not winning this football game. I mean, that is as simple as it gets. If if Patrick Mahomes is upright for the majority of this game or not running for the majority of this game, you're in a lot of trouble. And I, I forget where I heard it from. It might have been you, Brian. It might have been you, Jared. But I, I remember somebody just discussing Mahomes' ankle – 
and the thought process of getting him to range to his left side. Mm. Because if you think about it anatomically, in order to get anything on a football, when you're running away from your throwing side, you got to throw off of your inside ankle, yeah. which would be his right ankle. So if he's going to get any sort of mustard on a pass, um, if he's ranging out to his non-throwing side, he's going to have to rely on the bulky injured leg and – that would be a great test. Like if you could somehow manufacture rushes to come into his right side and push him out of the pocket to his left and at the same time spy him enough to contain him and not have him, you know, threatening you by running straight line down the field and getting yards on the ground where he can and forcing him to throw in those situations, you may get him off balance enough or, or throwing off of a weak leg where he can't put enough on it and float some balls out there and get some interceptions that way. I agree 100% about pressure. I mean, there's a reason why the pressure rates and, and who generates the most pressure is a massive, massive part of my handicap every week. And when you look at running the football, that's the other part of this that I think is key. Um, early downs especially, right? We, we've discussed early downs and why first and second down are more predictive of how good of an offense you are. Third down's more volatile. Fourth down's even more volatile. Uh early down rushing success no one does it better than the Eagles can they have that success and can they set Jalen Hurts up into third and manageable situations so it's not obvious passing downs and you don't just have the pressure flying in his face and you can allow the versatility and the flexibility of this Eagles offense to work on the other side I think the way that the Chiefs will combat pressure is what I said earlier in the touchdown prop segment 13 personnel, three tight ends. You have Watson now back on the field who's like a tight end. Instead of trying to block Hassan Reddick with just one tight end, they might use two tight ends. They might chip with 13 and then try to get him on that tackle. So I I think the the personnel groupings, giving Andy Reid time to prepare for the scheme and the formation that the Chiefs are going to run a lot of their base stuff out of, I think you're going to see a lot of three tight end stuff. And then again, on the Eagles side, you have to be able to run the ball. The Niners did not do a good job in closing up the A-gap. They ran a wide nine technique with Kinlaw and Armstead outside of the guards. And Rich, I'm sure you have experienced this. Jason Kelsey, the center, had a free release. He likes to pull. He likes to get up in the gap. And he did whatever he wanted. They ran it down the middle. They ran out of three wide receiver sets. They ran weak side away from three wide sets. So they were very creative in the running game against the Niners. Can Spags draw up some creative ways to get Chris Jones in the A-gap and try to you know, combat some of those very difficult to prepare for runs? So I think it's the running game for Philly, and I agree. It is, it is the protection and how you keep Patrick Mahomes upright. I'm just surprised 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan didn't get called out more for getting <laughs> two quarterbacks killed. Like, what is he <laughs> thinking? Ah, let's block Hassan Reddick with the tight end. We should be good. What was that? I'm surprised we haven't. We've heard more of like, oh, the poor, unfortunate 49ers and the game was stolen from them and all that BS. It's like, how about Kyle Shanahan do something more brilliant than, ah, let's put our backup tight end on Hassan Reddick, who's tied for second in sacks in the NFL. Like, what, what was that? I'm surprised yeah. he didn't get called out more for that. But there's no calling this guy out because he's uncall out a bull. That's right. He's Isaac Lowenkron. 
and he's as close to perfect as you can get. <laughs> I can only go downhill from here after that introduction. Thank you so much. <laughs> Fellas, all is quiet as we speak at Super Bowl 57 in Arizona, and that is precisely how both teams want it. So at this stage, there's only sort of offbeat news, and we found it. So... There is a county in Pennsylvania, it's Lehigh County, it's about 62 miles north of Philadelphia, and yesterday the Lehigh County Coroner's Office issued a report of deaths, and fifth on the list on the Lehigh County Coroner's Office report, Kansas City Chiefs, various age ranges, Kansas City, Missouri. The Kansas City Chiefs will be crushed and laid to rest on Sunday, February 12th at State Farm Stadium. Pronouncement will be completed by the Philadelphia Eagles upon completion of the Super Bowl. Go Eagles. There it is in the official coroner's report from the Lehigh County Coroner's have we heard? Have we learned nothing from the Cincinnati mayor? Exactly. What are we doing? Precisely. <laughs> that is a great point. Uh, TBD on his re-election prospects, by the way. In the NBA on Friday night, the Dallas Mavericks won at Sacramento 122-114. to Kyrie Irving, 25 points and 10 assists. The Mavericks now 2-0 since acquiring Irving. They're in the honeymoon phase. Shea Gilgis-Alexander tied a career high with 44 in Oklahoma City's 138-129 to win at Portland. Jimmy Butler, the game-winning slam dunk with .3 to play as the Miami Heat defeated the Houston Rockets 97-9. And the Philadelphia 76ers rallied from 13 down to beat the Knicks 119 to 108. Joel Embiid 35 points and 11 rebounds. Actually, fellas, I remember the the time the Eagles played in the Super Bowl against the Patriots in Super Bowl 39. Bill Belichick actually uh, put the Philadelphia plans for their championship parade yeah. on the screen as part of his uh, pregame motivational speech. So uh, we've seen nice. stuff like this before backfire. Back to you. Absolutely. Yeah, that was great, Ilo. I've, have you ever watched America's Game on NFL Network where they chronicle a Super Bowl winning team's entire season? They showed that footage of Belichick. He was like in front of the projector and he's like, and he went in great detail. It's supposed to start on Main Street and then we're going to take a ride on Swanson and whatever, if you guys are interested in that. He went through the whole plan of what the championship parade was supposed to be. And something else that was funny about that game, he went to the wrong bench initially. <laughs> like when the game was about to start, he went to the Eagles bench and he's like, oh shoot, we're on the, I'm on the wrong sideline. I think it's funny how if the Patriots lose that game, we might have made a big deal out of that. Like, Belichick wasn't ready. He went to the wrong sideline, and that, that was a team that was ill-prepared. You know what I mean? We just take it and run sometimes. It's already been addressed. Well, you know, it's, it, it is. Look, details matter, right? And um, there are certain times where when, when a detail is missed and it doesn't cost you a game, unless it's glaringly obvious, then you don't worry about it too much. Like, for example... Like Maher wasn't going to get off easy, missing four straight extra points. It had never happened in NFL history before. Um, 
but but it didn't cost the Cowboys a game, so it wasn't as much of a talking point the next day after that, that Cowboys win over the Buccaneers. And it also was an easy win. I shouldn't say easy. Nothing's easy in the NFL, but it was a, a big it was a big spread of a win for the Cowboys over the Buccaneers. So when when you miss a detail, it is emphasized after a loss. You know, when you are spot on, when you're playing bang up, like, hey, everything was battened down, that also is probably highlighted too much because you can win ugly in this league and we see it more often than we see teams win pretty. Um, so, yeah, I, I get it. I mean, that's that's such an interesting point, though, where, you know, you could see one gaffe, one misstep, one, one critical moment on the sideline, like, you know, to use Brady as an example – you know, slamming down an iPad, and all of a sudden you're like, "Oh, oh well, he's he's lo- he's lost it." You know, he's he's really frustrated. This is going to have an effect on the next drive, and then he goes and you know scores a, a, a beautiful passing touchdown on the next drive. But it, it it details matter in the NFL. Um, we would throw tablets if we didn't hear from our guy Seamus McGee this morning. So oh, thankfully, right. let's get to this right here. Follow the money. Real good money. Yes, let's follow the money with Seamus McGee, team lead of sports trading at BetMGM. Welcome in here, Seamus. Good to be with you again, man. Prop bets, prop bets galore. Outside of the coin toss, Seamus, is there a prop bet that's getting a lot of traction this year, bringing in a lot of cash? Well, uh, thanks for having me back, guys. Aside from uh, uh, correct score, which is ever since the leaked script came out, that's been a been pretty popular if it's the eagles 37 34 it's it's not going to be a pretty book <laughs> for the game <laughs> but uh kelsey first touchdown score is i think comfortably the most easily the biggest most bet prop so far um outside of uh you know those correct score markets so i'd say that coin toss is up there there is a decent handle on uh the first kick with the opening kick be a touchback there's a lot of people saying no <laughs> there it is I was going to say, that was, that's Brian's best pick of the day right there. I, I, we might see that in the rapid-fire segment. Is there anything, Seamus, that surprised you with the market so far? Opened kind of a pick I guess, in some spots the Chiefs are favored, and then we saw that Eagles money right away. And it, it hasn't really been a whole lot of movement since. It, d- does that surprise you, or do you think maybe tonight into tomorrow, as the limits continue to expand, we will start to get a little more sharper money in this market that'll kind of move things or, or do you think one one and a half fifty and a half fifty one kind of the closing numbers here it's been really steady eagles money for two mm-hmm. weeks now and that that surprised me a little bit i mean this is patrick mahomes is an underdog we're talking about here i guess people are a little worried about the ankle perhaps um but it's it i did think we would see a little bit more chiefs money i mean it's been big huge bets coming in on the eagles as well and some of our retail shops um i think today and tomorrow you should see a lot more just a good amount of uh big 6 to 7 figure bets maybe there are so many prop bets on Rihanna, it's dizzying. I mean, <laughs> what, what color her hair is going to be, whether or not she's going to have a tablet, a computer, or a phone as a, par- as a prop during her Super Bowl halftime act, whether or not she's going to expose her butt cheeks, whether or not she's going to be bare-breasted <laughs> at one point. I'm not kidding. Like, these are actual props you could go to actual sports books and bet on. I have to ask you, like, around the Super Bowl, these inane halftime shows, prop bets how much money do these books actually
actually make? Are they just novelty items that are sort of splashy to look at but not actually bet on? Or do you guys make, or books in general, do they make tremendous amounts of money on props like that? I can't speak to our my experience booking halftime props because not no legal regulator I believe at the moment uh, is allowing bets on the halftime show. But I would imagine at some of these offshore places that offer them, the limits are pretty low. Um, I, I'm guessing you're getting like the casual, uh, you know, most first time uh, betters looking at that. Like they look to go to there for the Super Bowl because they know they have those props. Um, I'm not sure how much action they probably take. Uh, it's mainly just a thing that it goes around social media, gets yeah. a little buzz, gets people on their sites for sure. Um, I don't even know if they make money on them. I, I can't even imagine settling some of the bets. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, they definitely – I mean, they go around. Every prop sheet, I feel like you go to a Super Bowl party, they have some sort – they have a bunch of, like, halftime show-related things. So they're definitely popular. It reminds me, like Super Bowl betting reminds me of the old Fleetwood Mac song, You Can Go Your Own Way. <laughs> there are so many different ways you can go here, Seamus. So I'm just curious, what's your general approach for Super Bowl 57, whether it's side, total, props? How are you approaching it? So I like the Eagles at, when the line first opened. Um, at a, like when they, they were a dog for uh, a brief moment when the line opened, then they went favorite. The weeks have passed, and if I'm getting a healthy Patrick Wells, I just keep thinking about it. I, I I'm starting to lean more towards the Chiefs right now. Um, I knew everyone was going to be talking about the Eagles' strength of schedule for a lot of the year. I didn't really care all that much about. It. I thought they were just like a really good football team. Just how the schedule came out. But, I mean, you look at Mahomes' numbers against elite defenses this year. It's the second-best season of all time we're talking about, almost, in terms of efficiency. So I, I'm, I'm leaning towards the Chiefs as we go in there. In terms of props, I think my favorite prop that I've seen is any punt to go into the end zone for a touchback at plus 150. Wow. Good long ball. I just need one bounce. <laughs> but that that's a great example of the type because those bets are not offered during regular season games or even you know regular playoff games but in the in the in the playoffs in the super bowl you get these additional menu items and it probably drives you guys through a tizzy not only dealing with people all of a sudden thinking that the gatorade color is a lock at this stage of the game we've seen that market get steamed and we start to see these other little ancillary props. Everyone has their opinion on something. It is fascinating. Speaking of the Gatorade color, Brian, I, I, I know you asked me about this the other day. I've got to ask Seamus. It's all been yellow-green money, right? And that, that's down to the favorite at this point. Yellow-green money for the Gatorade. Wow. Everyone's betting tails. It's the same thing every year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, we were talking about some of these, like, offshore props. But in general – I mean, I, is the psychology around putting so many props on the Super Bowl just to get? Is it almost like? Uh, is it almost like the gateway bet? Like you're trying to get people to the books to bet on, like you mentioned, a touchback on a punt, um, in order to get them betting some of the 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 the. the 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 sides, the totals, maybe getting people who aren't used to betting on the apps, you know, to the sports book windows so that later on when it comes March Madness, there's going to be a higher level of interest or less of a barrier to to put your money on some of the basketball teams that you may be interested in seeing make their way through the bracket. 
Definitely. I'd say it's a, the American market is so competitive right now, and the Super Bowl is, is a huge, huge event to get first-time bettors, uh, to get people who don't really bet. They, they, have an, they have some of the apps, but they really only gamble on, like, the Super Bowl or, like, uh, like the finals, big events like that. So these, these markets you create, it's just a way to get them through the door, see what's on the site, take a look around, and then, yeah, you're right, in about a month's time, we got March Madness, and so that's another event everyone, even the ca- most casual better, loves to bet. Seamus, you're the man. Always appreciate your time, man. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Thanks. There he is, Seamus McGee, team lead of sports trading at BetMGM. Hey, we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. All right, we've got Rich Orenberger, shaved clavicle, wore a neck brace, Penn State (laughs) All-American. We've got Jared Smith, FSR betting analyst. I'm Brian No. Coming up next, slow start. Big finish? Question mark? We'll dive into that around the corner. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Touchdown! Kickoffs are coming soon, and we're leading you up to that. This is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, Rich Ornberger, and Jared Smith. Are you kidding me? It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Be sure to follow BetMGM across all socials at BetMGM. You guys like to be risky? You like to take risks in no, life? I can't or... stand gambling. Yeah, <laughs> gambling. I got a couple of uh, risk-taking propositions for you. How about this? Love it. First quarter line, nine and a half. Risky. Risky either way. We've had some slow-starting Super Bowls. In the past here, and this could be another one. Um, you know, I'll know about Tom Brady and right, like zero points in the first it. quarter consistently. Also, how about this first score of the game could be a field goal. It's hit in five of the last six Super Bowls, but that's the question for me. If the Eagles get the ball first, they've been so great scoring touchdowns immediately where that first quarter line is risky mm. and also the field goal being the first score is risky as well. What do you guys think about that? I, You know what? Yeah, th- those are risky props. I think I lean more towards the under in the total mm. for the first quarter rather than the, uh, the field goal being the first score. Ah. And the only reason being is because, like you mentioned, the Philadelphia Eagles are really good at attacking defensive weaknesses and the Kansas City Chiefs are almost automatic in the red zone. So... Kind of feel like the field goal prop goes out the window with that. Mm. Yeah, under first quarter. But I would buy it up to ten and a half. Look at you buying up. <laughs> I mean, it's not my favorite bet. <laughs> I like Where's to buy the risk and buy it up. Now, hey, what will the conversation be like if Andy Reid and Mahomes lose another Super Bowl? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your Saturday morning as we inch closer and closer to Super Bowl Sunday over here. Can't wait for Super Bowl 57. The question on my mind, one of them, is what will the conversation be like if Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes 
lose another Super Bowl. Another one, as DJ Khaled says. I think this is a perspective game because it shifts dramatically. If Andy Reid and Mahomes win a Super Bowl, that puts them in elite company. Mahomes, there are not many two-time MVPs of the regular season and two-time Super Bowl champions. He'd already be on a very, very elite list. You look at Andy Reid getting his second Super Bowl win, puts him in much more elite company. If Andy Reid loses this game and he drops to 1-3 in in the Super Bowl, you start looking at him a lot differently. You start looking at what he didn't accomplish instead of what he did. And especially if he loses against the Eagles – a team that he took to one Super Bowl and lost it, never won a big game over there. If he loses to that team specifically, I think it hurts even more. And you're going to start hearing from some the overrated line. That's, to me, the huge gap. And, and it all depends on how exactly it goes down. You know, is this a close game? Is this a final field goal by the Eagles to win it in dramatic fashion? You won't have as many, you know angry comments but if they drop again without knowing exactly how it goes down yeah dramatic shift between winning and losing how both of those guys will be perceived big red in particular Andy Reid I think I uh I only disagree from this standpoint I think the outcomes will be the same in terms of I think he'll still be a hall of fame coach one day I think that Overall, whenever he does lay down the sword for good and retire uh, to just feast on cheeseburgers whenever he wants, not just after big wins, um, I think I think uh, I think the narrative on Andy Reid was one he was one of the the greatest offensive minds this game has ever met. I really do. I think the legacy that he leaves on football is one of uh, evergreen inventiveness. I've never seen anybody who, at his age, because we got to factor that in. There's a lot of coaches who get stale. There's a lot of coaches who just can't keep up with the times. There's a lot of coaches who, you know what, they say, hey, look, we've had success doing it this way in the past. We're going to stick to the formula. He hasn't. He hasn't. He's amended things. He's welcomed in different types of talent at really important and crucial positions and found way to highlight those talents. So I, I don't think I don't think it, overall it'll have a, a grand effect on his legacy. However, in the short run, talking heads, pundits like us will will talk about Andy Reid and Mahomes and the success rate that they've had together because it's a narrative and it's something that people will sort of chew on and and will be interested in hearing others' opinions about. But I'll give you my opinion. It'll be this opinion now. It'll be this opinion after this game's over, regardless of the outcome and regardless how this game looks and plays. Patrick Mahomes is the most talented quarterback I've ever seen play this game. I mean, I I don't care. I don't care if he's only done it for five years starting this league. I've never seen anything like this. And Andy Reid will go down as one of the most inventive brains that's ever graced the coaching ranks in football history. And and I know those two opinions will not change based on the results of of one game. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, he's played in eighty games in his career. Um, and this is a, it goes back to gambling. You know, you make 100 bets throughout the course of the year. The last bet that you make is a disaster. It's a loss. 
yeah, that's what you'll remember for the next <laughs> few months until you make your next football bet. But it shouldn't take away from the other 99 bets that you made throughout the course of the regular season because the sample size in gambling, in sports, is everything. In life, it's everything. You have one bad day. Does that mean you had a bad life and you're a bad person? Uh, no, it just is a bad day. And I think it goes back to the discussion that we had about on any given day, Jalen Hurts could outduel Patrick Mahomes. Of course, on any given roll of the dice, anything could happen. Does that take away from the whole of what Mahomes has been able to accomplish? Absolutely not. Andy Reid's on the back nine. I mean, I, I don't think there's really anything at this point um, that can take away from Andy Reid's career. I mean, he's done it, what, for two decades now? Um, and if you want to go back to his assistant coaching career and all the other stuff that led up to the Eagles, you know, success in the early 2000s with McNabb and all that. And, and, and then, of course, later on with the Chiefs. But this is very much a legacy game for Patrick Mahomes. I do agree with that. Whereas if he wins this game, he'll become one of now 13 quarterbacks. There's 12 currently that have won multiple Super Bowls. It's a short list. And we haven't had an MVP and let's be honest, if the Chiefs win this game, Patrick Holmes could be the MVP. I mean, I can't fathom a scenario where that doesn't take place unless there's like three pick sixes or some just absurd situation. But the Mahomes MVP, regular season Mahomes MVP Super Bowl, that hasn't happened in like 20 years. It was Kurt Warner in 1999, the last dual MVP regular season in Super Bowl. So again, this is very much a legacy game in year five for Mahomes. For Andy Reid, I, I really don't think winning this or losing this will change anyone's opinion on him. For Mahomes, I do think graduating to that level where now you are a two-time multiple Super Bowl winner, I, I do think, as hard as it is, raises his profile even more. I could not be in more firm disagreement with, with you guys than I am. You guys are acting like this is week five or something. Like, no. eh, it doesn't change my opinion either way. This is the freaking Super Bowl. Like, it doesn't matter because the Chiefs are going to win anyway. So no, 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 it's all a moot point. But look at this. <laughs> look, look, at, look at how dramatically our opinions have swung with multiple players. Eli Manning is going to be a Hall of Famer. Like, we can argue against he shouldn't be. He's going to get in, and it's because of the Super Bowl, and he's got two rings. Look but at that's Jimmy the opposite Garoppolo. part of the conversation where he raised his game in the Super Bowl, where you're okay, saying fine, but take the Super Bowl away matters. from Mahomes no, no, no. because the, he doesn't The point play well. is the Super Bowl matters huge. Of course. Look, look at Mahomes. Great example. We were dogging Mahomes for the first three quarters because he was getting outplayed by Jimmy Garoppolo. If he doesn't finish the deal there— Imagine what we're saying about the guy now. Look, Jimmy Garoppolo's a good... If he came through in the Super Bowl, imagine how the rest of his career would play out to this point right now. Imagine how this offseason would play out if he hit Emmanuel Sanders and he's a Super Bowl champion. So this idea of Andy Reid, I think there's a massive difference. Yeah, he's still going to be a Hall of Famer. He's still going to be one of the most inventive offensive minds ever, win or lose. That part is true. But this idea of... Ah, if he wins or loses, my opinion doesn't change a whole lot. What? What? My opinion changes massively. I think if he loses this one, he's the most overrated coach in the history of the NFL. If he what? loses this game, the most he's, he's an underdog overrated in the game. ever. Yes. You're an underdog in the game. I don't game. care. Great. If you are what everybody makes you out to be, 
great offensive mind, really imaginative. All those things are true. You got to win more than one Super Bowl. You're next door to Mike McCarthy. Who's waxing poetic about Mike McCarthy? All I hear are glowing things about Andy Reid. You better step up and show that you're worth all of that by winning this game. If he loses, I think this is Mike a lot McCarthy like Peyton take Manning. Two different teams to the Super Bowl, though. I think this is a lot like Peyton Manning. If I can finish one thought, um, I think we look at Peyton Manning and say, "Well, he's the best in the regular season." That's a backhanded diss. The reason we're saying that is because he wet himself numerous times in the playoffs, and if Big Red ends up with only one Super Bowl win, yeah. When we're just waxing poetic and going off about the guy in a positive way, you got to have more than one ring to bring to the table. I'm sorry. I I disagree vehemently. I think that Andy <laughs> Reid is one of those one of those guys, one of those characters that you can't write the history of the NFL without, you know, and uh and as a result due to that impact, I don't know how you could possibly overrate him. You know what I mean? Like the, he has been intertwined into the storylines throughout the past 30 years of NFL history, going back to his days on Holmgren's staff. I mean, this this is just the story of his coaching career. He Success has followed Andy Reid wherever he's been. And that's both in the regular season and the postseason, and that's been proven true. Now, had you posed this argument before he won a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes – I would have agreed with you to a certain extent, but we can't pretend that history doesn't exist. And so we're operating in a completely different space than we were. You know, again, I I guess, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, a meteor could hit the earth. Uh, You know, some, some, anything, anything can happen that would change your outlook on anything forever in an instant. But the most likely outcome of this Super Bowl is even if the Chiefs lose, even if it's Patrick Mahomes' fault, it's not going to be a complete and utter meltdown because there's also safeguards that you put in place to prevent that from happening. You know, even if even if the, the Chiefs lose this game and it's Andy Reid's poor game plan, I don't see the Eagles absolutely mopping them for four quarters. I, I assume they'll be able to put up some points, some sort of a fight outside of, you know, horrific levels of injuries that the 49ers were faced with it's it's you know what I mean like so I think we're we're arguing in a we're arguing a hypothetical that I I I almost find unreasonable (laughs) I mean it's just the outcomes are going to be closer than all of that and and so to assume that not only will the Chiefs lose but they'll lose so ugly that it's going to change our perception of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid forever Based on one game, one appearance, I, I just have a hard time with that. I, I, I mean, the, the, it's not a baseless argument. I assume anything could happen, but it's, it's, it's just the, the, the realities of those outcomes are so slim to none that it's almost not worth wasting the breath to argue it. He's coached in over 423 games. And won one Super Bowl. But I, I don't understand how one game can change your opinion. And again, they're they're fa- they're, they're not even favored in the game. They're not even supposed to have. They're tomorrow. not thirteen point dogs. It's their. But they're not. But again, how could we take what he's done over the course of? 
25 in 30 years. Because he has Boyle one ring. down to one game. Because he's got one ring. That's why. But, That's but, how. I don't understand how you could take. I, I just it, it makes absolutely no sense to me. I'll, I'll, it, I'll say this, and I mean, and and I I have this debate with a lot of people about a lot of different players. People don't respect the journey. People, and I'm yeah, not saying you, Brian, because you've been you've been watching football for a long time. You've been doing this. You follow the sport as close as anyone I know. So I know this isn't the case with you, but the like getting there, the getting there is really difficult too. So the amount of appearances in the playoffs, I mean, I, I, I tabulate that. Like, that matters to me. You know, greatness sometimes falls short of the ultimate accomplishments from a team-wide standpoint. But we're, we, I, I will never just place the blame solely on one player. Now, there's no question a coach, a great coach, a great player like a Patrick Mahomes, especially at a quarterback position or any great coach or quarterback, you can certainly elevate a roster. And we've seen what bad coaches and bad quarterbacks can do to a good roster. That happens often also. Um, but the path, the journey to get to championship games, to win playoff games, to, to fight and, and to succeed, even if it's at a lower level than ultimately winning a Super Bowl, I still think it matters. I know there's a lot of people who don't, I, who don't believe that, and they, they say, hey, listen, show me the rings or nothing else matters. But for me, the, like part of the story of Tom Brady isn't the fact that he's won seven Super Bowls. It's also how many overall he's played in. Nearly 50% of his career ended up in that game. So the losses, to me, are just as impressive as the wins to a certain degree because I'm not going to adjudicate a man's career just on how he performed in one quarter of one game or one game ultimately to decide whether or not he was a great or, you know, coached in that one game hey, or that one quarter. I hear you on all of that. The journey is – the NFL is hard. It's hard to win consistently, especially at the biggest height, which is winning a Super Bowl. But it's just funny how that card is played with certain coaches and not others. You know, are we saying that – look look at Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick yeah. has – what, six Super Bowl rings as a head coach? And if he loses a playoff game with Tom Brady, remember they lost at home to the Titans? That was the last playoff game for them when they were on the same uh, franchise there. It was Tom Brady throwing a pick six when it was essentially like a a goofy sort of like razzle-dazzle, Hail Mary type situation. And it was Belichick losing a playoff game. It's like we expect excellence from Brady and we expect excellence from Bill Belichick. It's revealing when we don't expect excellence from Andy Reid. That's my point. For all these credentials, and it's like, this is baffling that Crazy Pants No is even bringing this up where blah, 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 blah. It's like we don't expect excellence from the guy. That is revealing. When you are elite, we expect you to win this game. Are you saying that with Andy Reid? Do you expect? him to win this game and the answer is no you don't like that's the the truth of it because you would be dogging this guy if he doesn't get it done and it turns into well but 
he had those fancy plays where they pirouetted one time and that was kind of cool or what. It's like, bro, if you expect excellence and don't get it, we go freaking ballistic. That's what we did with Belichick. That's what we did with Tom Brady. I think we didn't like do that ability. with Mike Tomlin or Sean Payton or Mike McCarthy. Those guys are good coaches and they had success by winning one Super Bowl. But with Andy Reid, we, t- we we treat him like he's our buddy. He's like, hey, he's kind of lovable. He likes cheeseburgers and I like the guy. How about those Chiefs? We like him yeah we don't expect excellence from the guy and we don't hold his feet to the fire when we don't get it well i here's what i'll I'll say this and this is a a really unpopular opinion but mike mccarthy's a hall of famer like mike mccarthy's that's what they look like that's what a hall of fame coach looks like and a lot of people will say well he's a terrible game manager rich and well what about what about the fact that he couldn't get it done with aaron Rodgers outside of one time one arguably one of the most talented quarterbacks ever grace the planet earth ever he only got one Super Bowl title out of Aaron Rodgers yeah but look at I me mean, he's replicated success with a brand new team now I mean this guy has brought the Dallas Cowboys to the postseason twice since joining this new franchise as a head coach there is something about what Mike McCarthy does that reminds me a lot of Andy Reid because Andy Reid, if you remember, prior to Patrick Mahomes, the big knock on Andy was in big games or in moments where it came down to his decision-making with timeouts or play calling or clock management, that's where he failed. I think he started fixing that when Alex Smith was his quarterback in Kansas City. He got better at it then. It's been better now with Mahomes than it's ever been in his entire career, but I see them as pretty similar guys, but both, to me, are Hall of Famers. One's more likable, so it's an easier argument to be like, how about them Chiefs, like you said? Like, people <laughs> like Andy Reid. People do not, for whatever reason, like Mike McCarthy. They don't like the vibe. They don't like the press conferences. He's not as relatable as Andy Reid. But we're talking about splitting hairs. We're talking about some of the best to have ever done it, ever. And so when we're talking about that, it's hard for me to use the word overrated because Andy Reid, you can make the argument and you wouldn't have a hard time, is a top 10 all-time coach. So I, I just, I can't, I can't describe a top 10 all-time coach as overrated. I can <laughs> I can't. I'll do it for you. You know, it's just like when you, when you say overrated, like a lot of people miss this message. I'll make a very quick point. A yeah. lot of people uh, misinterpret this. When I'm saying overrated, I don't mean like can't coach at all, like no success whatsoever. I, it's the, the mainstream opinion. What's the mainstream opinion? It's glowingly positive. Right. Is the reality, does it match the perception and if the reality doesn't match that perception then you're overrated and that's what he'll be if he doesn't win this game perception is reality you know what i'm saying like to a certain extent what you see is what you get and so i mean don't get me wrong beauty is in the eye of the beholder and you may see it differently than the rest of the planet and that's fine that's, that's your fine. own prerogative you i've been I mean? on no island before it's i'm comfortable here it's all right but that's fine you know i mean fine. it's just it's such a unique take from the standpoint of i i yeah i i i com- complete i hear your argument and i know uh-huh. where you're coming from but it is uh yeah zany, I, zany? is it I, I mean, it's. Uh, I just. I, I can't. I can't get there. <laughs> That's fine. All right, we got Rich Ornberger, Guys. Penn State All-American, uh, Jared Smith, FSR. 
betting analyst with us as well. I'm Brian No. Hey, you can tweet us over here. Oh, right? yeah. Our tweets are more than uh, open for you guys. At the No Show is where I'm at. I probably shouldn't have given it right now. <laughs> at Ornberger, at Jared Lee Smith. Very nice. Were you a fan of the General Lee, by the way? The, like Dukes of Hazard. Gotta love no, the old school. My mom actually wanted me to be a rock star, like Tommy Lee. That's why she gave me that. Uh, I don't know. Oh, nice. Oh, I like that that did not work nice. out at all. <laughs> I'm Brian, though. Talent. Yeah. Coming up next, this dog has been barking big time. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Welcome to the biggest tailgate party in the nation. You're locked into Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Touchdown! And it's presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, Rich Hornberger, and Jared Smith. Welcome back to Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. New users, download the BetMGM app today and use code COUNTDOWN for a special offer. That's code COUNTDOWN in the BetMGM app. So, fellas, the dogs have been barking big time on the Kansas City side. While Patrick Mahomes has been the quarterback the last five years, the Chiefs, as an underdog, 7-1-1 one, and one hmm. against the spread. They've been very good as an underdog against the spread. The two times that it hasn't worked out in a, a cover for them is uh, it was week six this season against the Bills. Remember that, that home loss against Josh Allen and company? Um, they were underdogs at home, and they didn't cover the spread. And it was that crazy game in 2018, the 54 to 51 game, the shootout against Jared Goff and the Rams. That was a push. So those are the only two times in nine situations. It's amazing they've only been underdogs nine times in five years as Mahomes <laughs> being the quarterback. But in those nine times, they are seven one and one against the spread. That's incredible. That's, I mean, which goes to show you, first of all, betting against the Chiefs, probably not the best idea in general. But, um, yeah, I think there are certain coaches that use the spread to motivate their teams. And I guarantee you Andy Reid's one of them. And a lot of the coach, great coaches that I've played for, they do that. When the public sentiment or the Vegas sentiment is against you, They'll bring it up multiple times throughout the week or two weeks, in this case, that you have leading into a game. And so, yeah, that is, uh, that is a great motivator, the fact that the world's, the world's betting against you, so to speak. And uh, I've felt that psychology work on me many times as a player. I, I think this is the first time in the playoffs he's ever been an underdog. I think. Mahomes. I might be wrong about that. Um, but this is just... This is one of those moments where, yeah, you have to kind of you have to kind of grit your teeth and say, well, he's, I, that that's the biggest part of this game that I struggle with from a handicapping perspective, because the Eagles have the better team. There's there's no debate on, on that, and you can do that when your quarterback is making I think four million dollars this year. You could sign a lot of players that are very good, and you could fill a lot of holes on your roster when your quarterback is is not making the kind of money that Patrick Mahomes is. So there, there's zero debate that that the Chiefs, um, in terms of their roster one through fifty three, are inferior to the Eagles, but. I'm just. I keep flash forwarding. You know that. So th- every time I go there in my mind, I'm like, oh, let, let's bet the Eagles for the game. But then I, I flash forward to Monday and I think to myself, how upset with myself will I be 
if the Chiefs win this game and I'm sitting there on Monday saying you could have bet Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl as an underdog. Like this might be the only chance we ever get to bet this quarterback who I, I, I know that there's been debate in this show, but I, I think there's no debate that he's, that he's the best quarterback on the planet um, and he's the best player in the NFL. How can I not take points or take him at an underdog price considering how important that position is to the to the success of your team. As good as the Eagles are, 1 through 53, the one at the top of Kansas City's list matters a lot more, and it's weighted a lot more. So, yeah, I, I think the underdog nature of this game only makes it more appeasing for me to, to, to look to Mahomes. And I, I will not be able – I will be able to live with myself on Monday if I passed up the Eagles at the price that they're currently offered at. If I pass on the Chiefs and they win this game, I, I might have to retire my, my gambling cart because I just I won't be able to live with myself on Monday knowing that I could have bet on Patrick Mahomes as an underdog. I didn't, and they ended up winning. I think I have to set the record straight. I don't know if uh, there's some earwax over there, Jared Smith, or what's going on. But uh, with Mahomes, he is, let me be very clear, he is the best quarterback in the NFL. If it's uh, if Mahomes is down by 10 versus Jalen Hurts being down by 10, yeah, I would expect more and I would bet more on Mahomes coming through sooner than Jalen Hurts. Let's establish that very, very clearly. But the point I would make is, when you're going up against the number one pass defense like Mahomes, if uh, Jalen Hurts is in a situation where he's got to score and he's going up against the the chief suspect pass defense, yeah, I think it makes it closer than most would say. But I would still expect more from Mahomes. So uh, that's my official position as far as that goes. But my official position is that Isaac Lowenkron is the man. And he's got an update for us right here. Ilo, what's going on, bud? Fellas, no good, no news continues to be good news in Arizona on the eve of Super Bowl 57. All is quiet. Nobody getting into trouble that we know of. Let's listen in live. Yeah, that's exactly how the Kansas City Chiefs and Philadelphia Eagles want it, baby. Meanwhile, the NBA on Friday night, the Dallas Mavericks won at Sacramento 122-114. to Kyrie Irving, 25 points and 10 assists. The Mavericks now 2-0 since acquiring Irving. Shea Gilgis-Alexander tied a career high with 44 points in Oklahoma City's 138-129 to victory at Portland. Jimmy Butler, the game-winning dunk with .3 to play, giving his Miami Heat a 97-95 over the Houston Rockets. The Washington Post reports that Philadelphia 76ers owner Josh Harris is a potential buyer for the Washington Commanders and has visited the Commanders facility. Finally, in college hoops, New Mexico State has suspended the season of its men's basketball team indefinitely due to allegations involving potential violations of university policy. Stadium reports the allegations involve players hazing a teammate on multiple occasions leading to the filing of a police report. Fellas, back to you. Thank you, Ilo. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Let's dive into this. Prop it up. Let's go play. Player plays. Uh, yes, we love the prop bets over here for sure. Let me start with one here, and you guys can go in any direction you want. Major line movement. I never thought I would say this. Major line movement in the color of the Gatorade bath over here. I don't, I don't know what someone knows, and he's been sharing it with the general <laughs> public here, but yellow slash green 
pole vaults to the top of the list. It was at plus 350. It's down to plus 150. So it was like a three and a half to one dog. Now it's a one and a half to one dog. And uh, there you go. Yellow green for some reason is a trendy bet right now in the Gatorade bath market. I like it. I like it a lot. I have three player props that I have fallen in love with. And I'm really curious your guys take on these. So Miles Sanders, one and a half receptions is the total. I think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to have to slow down the pass rush at times. And I think they're going to do it with the screen game and get Miles Sanders, who's not often used as a passing threat, involved that way. So I'm going to give Miles Sanders the over on the one and a half. Harrison Bucker, I think Philadelphia is going to make some stops. Uh, One and a half is the total on field goals made. I'm going over on that player prop as well. And another over, Hassan Redick, three and a half total tackles. I'm taking the over there as well. And the reason being, he's averaged four tackles in these games so far through the postseason, and he's a problem off the edge getting to the backfield. I think the Chiefs' strategy is going to be mostly to throw it. I'm assuming this is going to be a close game. So I look at I look at that tackle total as being um, not, not an overwhelming win, but it feels like a good bet. Three and a half, I'll take the over there as well. You guys ready to have some fun with these? Oh, yeah. Not a lot of uh, sharp insight here. This is just sprinkles and things that I want to see happen in the game, things that I think we'll see ha- that I'll, we'll see in the game. The game tied after 0-0. I bet this every year. Always yes. I love this prop. I, I you know, ah, yeah. It could be 3-3. could be 7-7. Right. Boom. Game over. Prop. Prop done. You win. Two-point conversion attempt. Yes. It's minus 115. Ooh. Both of these coaches, pretty aggressive. That's and again, cool. The way that the games have played out, they don't even have to get it. All I have to do is attempt one. If you want to bet the conversion success, it's like plus 250 or something like that. I, I would bet that too, but just for the attempt, I think is a good bet. It's basically minus 110 on both sides. I got minus 115. By the Chiefs way, Jerry, players. Oh, sorry, the, ahead, I was no, just going to say real fast, though. I like the pick. Doesn't it show how much the NFL has changed? Yes. Oh, yeah. That that's minus money just to attempt? That's crazy. Wow. It is. This one I really love. Chiefs players with a rush attempt over four and a half. Let's count it out. McKinnon, Pacheco, Mahomes. Definite. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then the other guys. You got Sky Moore, Kadarius, Tony, and maybe Travis Kelsey. They like to run that where the tight end takes the snap under center. That's six right there. And I see a lot of jet sweeps and Tony and Sky Moore having an impact in the running game. So Chiefs players over four and a half with a rush attempt. Really like that. Finally, these are fun. Total penalties over ten and a half. Sheffers has the most penalties called in the league this year. Got to bet that. And total first downs in the game. Over 42 and a half. I really like this one because I do think both offenses are going to have success. And unlike prior games where the Eagles were basically in neutral in the second half, they're, they're going to have to move the ball and they're going to have to be aggressive in the second half. So total first downs in the game over 42 and a half. I like 42 it a and a half. Yeah. yeah. That's one of those props where you're like, whoa, that is just a daunting number. It is. Until they start picking up first downs left and right. You get seven on like one drive. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's going to be a lot of dink and dunk from the Chiefs. I think it's going to be a lot of quick passes. Yeah. Might hit. I like all of those. The one that I struggle with, and I appreciated you building in the fact that it would be direct snaps to Travis Kelsey and almost like a planned QB rush for him to get credited. 
is because a lot of times when they do those jet sweeps and those uh, those fast hitting plays with receivers carrying the football, they look like rushes, they're but passes. they're shovel passes. Yeah, yeah, right. you're right. It's a good call. So yeah. I, yeah, that's the only one where I was like, ah, yeah. yeah. But, that oh. would be unfortunate if yeah. we got hosed on that. <laughs> Could yeah. you imagine? And thank you for just implanting that thought in my brain. Yeah, now as I'm so cry myself sorry. To sleep but, after. But literally, I loved all. <laughs> no, of that, that's, it's a good point. It is. Yeah. Yeah, but they, they'll, they'll you know, it'll be direct snap to Mahomes, and then he does that quick two-handed, like, yeah. it almost looks like yep. a, a point a point guard, just a quick two-hand pass to, you know, Kadarius flying across his face, and it counts as a forward pass. Yeah. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. The prop bet I love the most. You ready for this? I just saw it on BetMGM. First half field goals for the Chiefs. I love the over. Just... Point five, like give me one first Just half one field first goal. Half field goal? Wow. That's it. Think yeah, about this solid. because the Eagles, they're going to be fresh. Their front four is fresh at the beginning of the game. You're telling me you don't see Butker kicking one field goal in the first half? I see it. It's at minus one forty-five. So yeah, lay a little bit more, but I love that. That's one of those bets where if it doesn't hit. I'm just like, I'm not even mad it didn't hit. I feel so strongly that it will hit. I don't mind losing if it doesn't hit. That, to me, is a good bet. Yeah, that's fair. Do you want me to give um, you a couple more random ones, a couple player yeah, ones sure, that I yeah. like? Nick Bolton over 10.5 tackles and assists. If the Eagles run run the heck out of the ball, that's the guy in the middle that gets all the tackles for the Chiefs. Hassan Reddick not to have a sack at plus money. I think that's being overbaked Ooh. into the market that he's definitely going to get a sack. Yeah. I, I think the Chiefs are going to chip, and, and they're going to make his life a lot more difficult. And the one that uh, a very sharp group here uh, in town gave out this week that I respect a lot. You don't have to pay for it, but I think it's a good bet. Quez Watkins under one and a half receptions. He has not been part of this offense in recent weeks. And I think the fact that this is going to be a close game is going to take him out of it. He's also the deep threat. And Jalen Hurts has kind of struggled to push the ball down the field uh, lately. So uh, Watkins under one and a half receptions, another one that's gotten a lot of love in the market this week. I'll give you one that you might not even bet on this one, but I find it fascinating just to watch is Mahomes' first rush attempt. Is it going to be over or under three and a half yards? And you start thinking about that, and it's like, well, he's not 100%. You take that into account. But he doesn't sneak it, right? They don't do that with him. And if he's got to scramble a little bit, I think after these two weeks, he's going to be healthy enough where yeah. I can see him rushing for four-plus yards on 100%. his first attempt. His rushing I- attempts prop, I think, is a good bet to the over as well, especially if knees at the end of the game come into account. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Can you imagine if that's the way you get there? That's amazing. I've, I've gotten there before with other guys. Woo. It's crazy. I, I got there with a Josh <laughs> Allen one a few weeks ago with, 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 with knees. I keep um, looking at this rushing yardage total for Jalen Hurts just to sneak one last one in. 50 and a half feels high. If you think about what Spags is probably telling this defensive unit, like shut down the run. That, if, yep. I'm, if, I'm, if I'm the Chiefs, the whole goal defensively is – we are going to commit to making Jalen Hurts beat us with his arm. And if we lose, fine. We'll all be able to at least sleep at night knowing that we, we came in with the right attitude. So I would take the under. 50 and a half feels high for Jalen Hurts to hit in terms of rush yards gained. I'll give you a super brief story because we had Seamus McGee from BetMGM on the show, as we do every Saturday. And he said he's got his eye on, will there be a punt 
that results in a that. touchback. I bet it during he's, the break, by the way. Yeah, he's oh, nice. He's like, I just need one bounce. I need one bounce. It's already on my sheet. But remember Thomas That's Morstead? Awesome. He was the punter for the Saints when they were really, really good and various other teams. But I interviewed Thomas Morstead one time, and I was like, how difficult is it to not kick the ball in the end zone? And he just goes to me, he goes, it isn't. <laughs> I was like, blew my mind. I'm like, really? I see it happen all the time. He's like, no, you just He's got the pitching focused. wedge. Not difficult at all. <laughs> uh, hey, we could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards terms apply. All right, we've got Jared Smith, FSR betting analyst. We've got Rich Ornberger, Penn State All-American. I'm Brian Now Coming up next, a lot of data we've thrown your way. We have uh, used our pitching wedge to throw data in your direction. We've uh, used our Frisbee golf arm with data in your direction. We got to make picks with all of these numbers and facts and everything. We'll have a boatload for you right around the corner. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Kickoffs are coming soon, and we're leading you up to them. This is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, Rich Ornberger, and Jared Smith. Are you kidding me? It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. We're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Props to the crew. Isaac Lowenkron holding down the updates. Ryan Bershinger, our trusted producer. Iowa Sam, technical producer extraordinaire. Top of the hour, up on game. Don't want to miss it. LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, Plaxico Burris. Get you all set for Super Bowl 57. Okay, the moment of truth. Let's dive in. Rapid fire. We're going to have to go quick over here. Jared, what do you like for Super Bowl Sunday? Dallas Goddard over 48 and a half receiving yards. Chiefs 31st in DVOA against passes short to intermediate middle. About 60% of Goddard's yards come from that area on the season. The Chiefs are going to have more sacks in this game. Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in the NFL at avoiding the sack. Take it with the Chiefs. I'm telling you, Jalen Hurts might be a little balky early in the pocket. And, of course, if I think the Chiefs are going to win the game, Patrick Mahomes is going to win the MVP. It's basically a Chiefs money line bet. All right. Uh, I got the Chiefs plus one and a half. I, I think that anytime you're betting the Chiefs as an underdog, as we proved out, they're 7-1-1 against the spread as dogs. It's a smart bet. Super Bowl total, I'm going under 50 and a half. I think that this is going to be a close game. I think we're going to see more scoring in the second half. However, I do feel that Jalen Hurts, anytime first half touchdown is great value, so bet that. Okay, I'll go quick. First half field goals for the Chiefs. They get at least one. Over half. Minus 145. Give me the Eagles. Minus a point and a half. Jalen Hurts on his rookie contract. Plus, reminds me of Super Bowl 48, where Seattle was just better than Denver. The Eagles are just a better team. Hurts take his over passing yards. 238 and a half. You got a best play for us, Jared? Seamus, Stetson Moneyline over North Florida. Let's go. The Seamus <laughs> special lives. <laughs> 